Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Two Windsor College students were murdered last night during a sneak preview of the new movie Stab. Has nothing to do with us. Randy, a guy in a ghost mask hacked up two people in the movie theater telling our life story. Hi, Gail Weathers, author of The Woodsboro Murders. Do you think the killer will strike again? We have no evidence that this is a serial killer. It's a classic case of life imitating art, imitating life. Are you suggesting Welcome to Second Take Podcast review of Scream 2, starring Jada Pinkett Smith, Omar Epps, Neve Campbell, Lee Schreiber, Sarah Michelle Geller, Courtney Cox and David Arquette, written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Wes Craven. Police are everywhere. If there is some freaked out psycho trying to follow in Billy Loomis' footsteps, you probably already know. The way I see it, someone's out to make a scene. So it's our job to observe the rules of the scene. Number one, the body count is always big. Number two, death scenes are always much more elaborate. You just want to sit here and wait and see who drops next? I'm not interrupting anything, am I? It was just my head. It was Jennifer Aniston's body, and I'm Sebastian. Nobody wants to pay seven fifty to see some Sandra Bullock shit. I'm Jordan. It's a dumbass movie about some dumbass white girls getting cut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm Andy Shostler. and welcome to our review of Scream Two. We're all in good spirits about this one, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That sums up everything I think of this movie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> so, okay, had you seen this before, Andrew? Yes, I had. Yeah, I didn't remember seeing it, but I realised partially through the that I had seen it before. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could have been paying much attention, or it just didn't didn't do anything for me because I really didn't remember much about it. I'm not going to fully blame you on this one, only because I found that with the setting. It's a different place, but it feels like the same place. I found like it feels like they've not really moved location. I mean, you've got the same actors walking around in similar clothes in a similar environment. It, they, they kind of blend in when you go back in your memories as to Scream yeah. 1 and 2. Yeah. Everything mm. that was refreshing about the first feels old and, and stale in this one. Yeah. And only coming a year after the first one, not even that. Everyone literally looks exactly the same too. So you don't even have like an age difference in your, in your brain when you look at people like... They all look the same. They've yeah. all got the same stupid '90s haircuts too. <laughs> oh, I was surprised when when it opened with the movie theater scene because I didn't 
remember it coming from this from from Scream Two. Oh, I thought okay. it was in the first, and and I just uh, just missed it. Yeah, but I think it's because of Scary Movie that I yes. didn't think it was the opening for the sequel. I'm gonna put oh uh, right because they yeah. do like the bit it, in the first Scary yes, Movie from yeah. this. Mo- yeah, yes. right. I want to put a pin in that first scene because I've got legitimate plot issues with this film. Oh, really? Okay. That start in that first scene. But we'll talk about it when we get to the bad. <laughs> so this is me saying to everyone, my bad memory, somebody remind me to complain about Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith getting murdered in this movie. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a race and thing. Omar Epps, yeah, he yeah. just shows up. They, they do it's like brilliant. grabbing like, I mean, Omar Epps not so much, but with Jada Pinkett, as well, you know, they like grabbing like their big name actors yeah. and just killing them right at the start. Yeah, <laughs> as cheaply as possible. That way, you know, we have to pay them for the entire film. The the first movie got away with the random killing at the start, right? She's a student at the school, but as far as her relationships with everybody else, that's that's where it ends. Mm. Uh, whereas now it's just okay, we can't do a screen movie if we don't have a random death at, at the start. It's like the opening of It 2 where you just have some random guy being killed. I liked that thing, but... No, it was good as an intro, but it was just some random guy, whereas for the rest of the time, Pennywise is going after the group or people related to them. So same with, excuse me, same with the... uh, uh, In the first one, the boyfriend was going after Sydney and their group of friends because it was primarily targeting her because they also did in her mother. So Mm. what's the deal with... You know, killing Casey at the beginning. Okay, it makes for a nice opening. It's a it's a new idea. Fine, they they get a pass. But in this one, they're just killing two black people for no reason. There is a reason, but the reason is bad, which is why I'm going to complain in the back. <laughs> um, I will say, and without giving any spoilers, Jordan, we will have a bit of a, a little bit of a side chuckle here. You're going to love the intro to Scary Movie Four. Oh yeah, for the reasons <laughs> that you've just complained. And I honestly, I would love to be in the room with you watching you watch that beginning of that movie. I haven't. I, haven't I think t- you're legitimately going to just be like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen." What are they doing? I haven't going to break a record for how far <laughs> your eyes can roll into the back of your head. <laughs> I haven't seen three and four. So if you would like to do a group viewing, I think that might be a nice idea. I don't have time to watch movies with you jerks. But you're more than welcome to join me in my house to watch and movies. And we're not friends, so it's perfect. <laughs> um, so if, well, we'll see if we can pack that one up. But um, yeah. genuinely, um, three and four are... They're you're going to have a wild ride. But the beginning of four, oh, I would... I'd, Look, I'd, if you can just tape your reaction for me, that'd be great. <laughs> if I can't sleep at night, I'll watch it. These are all slasher films. Like I wasn't on board with Scream. As good as it is... I wasn't on board with it because it's a you know schlocky slasher film. Yep. Okay, it's it's a little bit clever in that it satirizes and makes a commentary of the genre in general and reinvigorated it, but it, that that alone doesn't make it entertaining. It's hard me. when it's something yeah. that you don't enjoy, even when it's doing a good job. Like we could all say, oh, "This is going to be very." I bad don't like case. the style. I know that's completely subjective. I just don't like the style. The it does nothing for me. The gent that did the Port Arthur massacre. He's a real good serial killer or murderer. (laughs) But as in like, he's ineffective at what he does. But I'm not going to enjoy that regardless of how good at it he is. I was wondering where you were going with that for a brief (laughs) moment. Yeah. So like, it's hard. You can ignore it. Scream 1 was really well made, but you're not into what it's doing. That was the worst example I could have used. But you get my point. You literally could have used anything anything else. (laughs) Anything. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going for a political career. (laughs) And that's my choice. But even then, if it wasn't, it's definitely, there's a reason. Well, as soon as this episode comes out, I'm definitely cutting Port Arthur Massacre. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> Just for future, for future blackmail. 
Oh, there's, there's worse than a new world order. There is a lot worse. The things I say. Anyway, it's Martin fine. Martin Bryant, hero, says <laughs> Seb. Yeah. I couldn't remember his la- his first name because I, I had Bryant and I was like, it's Bryant something. Yeah. Daniel Bryant? No, that's not right. Um, oh, this is Jake Lloyd all over again. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Charles Star got so angry about that. He did. And rightly so. Yeah, I mean, it was a Google away at any point. No, but the challenge was in remembering. I can't believe it took us four hours to remember. <sighs> a disappointing name, actor. <laughs> oh, oh, Roy. All right. Um, Speaking of disappointment. Do you want to move into... Oh, oh so you need to think <laughs> with the movie trivia? Yep. Uh, the reception in this is mixed. Um, less... Uh, Scream held a solid uh, 7, 7, 7.2 on IMDb. Scream 2 has a 6.2. Um, the critical score surprisingly higher than Scream One at eighty-two percent, but the audience score is in line with the IMDb score at fifty-seven percent. That's that's pretty right, I think. If you're on IMDb, and I said this in the last um, episode, but it's like a decl- it's like <laughs> it's like the stock market crashing <laughs> when you look at the, where, the, where Scream One started and it's rating to where Scream Three happens, and then you even get that little bounce back that sometimes stock does yeah. with Scream Four. So it's, it's, it's called a, a dead cat bounce. There we go. That even dead cats will bounce up a little. <laughs> Just bit. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, it's 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 actually quite it's quite nice in that front, but um yeah, it just means that we're we're, we're strapped in for. Yeah. Something that looks like it's going to get worse. But uh, no, I'm still having fun. I, but two movies in, I'm still having fun. It did make money. Made yeah. a serious amount of money. Well, it didn't have time for it to sour an audience's minds either because it was so suppose, fast. Mm, that's after. exactly right. It, the year after. Literally yeah. the year after. And to be fair, 96, 97. Yeah, there were a couple of like smaller franchises <laughs> going, but it's not like we were over flooded with these kinds of concepts anyway. The Marvel wasn't doing its thing. No. If I had to think of a franchise in that time period, I'm thinking James Bond. Mm. And even they're not, they're about once every three, four years-ish, maybe more. So they're not like crazy in your face. Maybe the Star Trek movie series. I'm trying to think of like a, 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 a movies that have so many sequels going for them that were all going to cinemas. A lot of like those later horror films ended up just going straight to DVD, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you had like, I guess the dregs of the Friday the 13th series were still coming out throughout the 90s and they were still getting theatrical releases yeah. at that point. But they weren't doing well, but they were getting theatrical releases. <laughs> there, was, there were some good movies out at, out at this time. Yeah. So, uh, Judge Dredd was out at, you know, 95, oh, 96. Yeah. I think that was 96 as well, around that the time. The Stallone one, yeah. It's yeah. not like comic book movies, you know, all of a sudden, you know, began being made in the in the 2000s. No, they, they, they'd always had a had a go at them. They just never yeah. took off. And same with this. You know, horror took off again with, with the resurgence of Scream and... They capitalized on it themselves by, by putting out a sequel straight away. But they were, they knew they were shilling it. It's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess so. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys move on the trivia then? Let's. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. So budget on this one of twenty four million, ten more than Scream. Still cheap. Still though. modest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean everybody, you know, I'm sure up their paychecks a little bit. Plus they got in a few bigger names, so I can see where the money went. Um, but well spent because it uh, brought in one hundred seventy two million. They brought in bigger names. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Sarah um, Michelle um, Gellar. Yeah. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. I think yeah. Joshua Jackson as well. He was pretty big at the time. They had yeah. they had many more names than yes yeah. than uh, the first one did. So I, I guess in that sense you can you can justify it, and yeah, completely paid off for them. 
Uh, Heather yeah. Graham. Oh, yeah, oh, she yeah. was. She was in the, the f- Drew Barrymore part yeah. in the movie within the movie. In Stab. <laughs> yes. I, that's one aspect of these films I do enjoy the stab franchise going yeah. alongside it so that's like my favourite little bit of like trivia is like in the first movie there's that sort of throwaway line where Sydney says like oh if they made a movie I'd probably be played by Tori Spelling mm-hmm. and then in stab in this movie Sydney is played by Tori Spelling as well. <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of secrecy surrounding the script uh, with, the, with this one um, I didn't think it was that big a deal you know, it's not like a murder mystery where the if you know who the killer is, that's somehow going to spoil the film. It's still interesting to watch that. You know, sl- slasher films, it's not about who the killer is. Not so it's much. About it's the about the suspe- journey and the friends you make along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the suspense of the scene. You know, yeah. you don't know who's going to be killed necessarily at every point, even though everybody ends up being killed, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I think a lot of the secrecy came from like, and obviously this was like early days of the internet, but like the first like 40 pages, I think, of the script actually uh-huh. leaked online. Right. And so they had to like rewrite everything. And I think that's where like a lot of the secrecy around the script kind of came. Yeah. It was like, I think I read like they, even the cast didn't know who the killer was until like the last day of shooting when they were actually doing it. They clamped down. Um, from that point onwards, the script was released on grey paper that made it, uh, ah, so it couldn't be copied. Pre- prevented it from being ah. fo- photocopied or photographed. It would come oh. out uh, come out weirdly. Hmm. Um, the last ten pages weren't revealed to anybody until the day of shooting for them, and the killer's identities were not revealed until the last day of shooting. Oh wow! <laughs> so the whole way the whole way along, it literally. Could have been anybody as yeah. far as the cast is concerned. <laughs> and again, that kind of takes away from from the mystery um, is in my mind that if it literally can be anybody, then what's the mystery? I'm not being guided in any way. I have to keep paying attention to everybody and it just overloads the senses. You can't enjoy that, that moment. There were more hints in this one. You at least, so? well, at least that there were two killers. There was more hints in this one. Look, for me, it was obvious that the reporter was one of them, right? The the mm. the new reporter. Uh, what gave it away for you? Because we haven't seen her before, and that's how the formula goes. It's always somebody you're introduced to very early on, who is not meant to be there, and then somebody else who just isn't in the middle part of the film. And Tim Oliphant isn't in the middle part of the film. There's actually this lovely bit as well where Gail is telling off the reporters and she makes some comment about not all of us here are good or something. <laughs> and it sounds like she's telling off like the media, but like Loomis's mum is one of those yes, people. Yeah, of course, right. yeah. But I mean, like, that's also in retrospect, you see that. Not Yeah. yeah. But it's nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Amazing that for a reporter, she didn't recognise uh, somebody who, you know, okay, had put on a little bit of weight and done a bit of surgery, but Sydney recognised her immediately. Mm. But the reporter didn't. Yep. Yeah, you what would think a, a tabloid reporter would <laughs> would sort of know what happened well, was to there Billy Loomis's mum. Yeah, I was gonna say, was there any? There wasn't really any reference to like Billy's mum prior. No, I mean, ob- obviously Sydney would know who she is. But only, only I guess there's no real precedent for Gail knowing about Billy's mum. I suppose. Well, hold on. I mean, she wrote the book about Cotton. Right? Uh yeah. Uh, right. For for not for being framed, but for being mistakenly identified as mm. Sydney's mother's killer. Mm. Yeah, and Billy's motivation through the whole thing was that uh, Sydney's mother drove his mother and father apart. Right, that's right. Yeah. So it's not like she's not 
in a major part of, of, of the story enough for Gail to ignore her completely. Of course she would yeah, have that's you know, researched who she was and, okay, how much legitimacy is... How, 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 how truthful is this uh, uh, this whole story? Yeah, right. I didn't even think of that, actually. Yeah. Again, I, I know I'm overanalyzing it because it is just a... It's a, it's a slasher film. You're not meant to think about it. You have some popcorn, oh, enjoy the blood. I reckon these films, are allo- you're allowed to think into these ones, though. They, 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 yeah. they are pitching themselves as a more educated slasher film. Well, I mean... And that's their s- problem, if they're going to do that. Scream feels clever. This one, it feels like I'm being told what to think. Mm. Like I'm an idiot. And I, I, mean, I will throw in reference point as well. I mentioned this in the last episode. The whole throwback to... Um, Jason Voorhees and his mother being the killer. They've just done the flip for this one. So there is a bit of foreshadowing from one to two. It, it is reversed. So I could, you, you know, it's a bit messy, but it's there. That was nice. But once again, we as the audience don't really know that that's Billy's mum. So we can't suspect <laughs> that it's Billy's mum because you know, his parents are absent in that first movie completely. So would you care to take uh, a guess at um, if, uh, some of the suggested titles for this sequel? Keep in mind, Scary Movie was the original title for Scream. Until it was changed to Scream. Yeah. So in that same vein of a little bit funny but on the nose as well, what do you reckon were uh, the considered sequel titles? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. A very scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I, I, I kind of like that. I have no idea, yeah. All right. Screamed? I don't so know. <laughs> well, it was Scream the sequel. Oh, yeah, yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, scream Louder yep. or Scream Again. Hate it. Yeah, I like Scream the sequel. Scream the sequel? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, but then Scream 2. I, it's not my problem after Scream 2. It's not my problem. <laughs> but they'd work that out. Scream the sequel sequel? I don't know. That sounds terrible. Don't do that. But again, very very cheesy. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. But I think But I think they went the right way. Scream is a good title for the franchise. Yeah. And Scream 2 is mm. the right title for the sequel. Keep Has it simple. anyone here watched the TV series? Not to get too sidetracked. Yeah. yeah. How uh, is it? Uh... First season's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, second season's still okay. Uh, the third one, I've heard, is not very good, but I haven't watched it. And that might be because, like, who was in charge of it kind of swapped over. Yeah, okay. So, like, I think the first two seasons were done with MTV. And then, oh, yeah. which, like, straight away, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But it's it's surprisingly good for an MTV production. Um, and then the third season was done by, like, VH1 or something, I think. Why is it, Why are these video, I, I music channels doing these films? Don't these call films. MTV a music channel. But you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> these, aren't, these, aren't, these aren't, like, production. Yeah, I, That's I don't That's what know. they've become now. Interesting. Yeah, yeah first and second season are, are good. They're, they're fun, like, just sort of more of, um, more of like, a mystery-based thing. Yeah. Sort of like what, it, what Andy said. Like, there's a bit more of um, a bit more of a whodunit kind of vibe to the series because yeah. it is, like, longer. So you've got, like, more, more of those plot points, more kind of... Um, mystery around it, I guess. They um they didn't use the ghost face mask the first couple of seasons from memory, from what I've seen. These like a no, yeah, mask, it's didn't a they? Bit different. I, I don't know if it was like a rights issue or if they just wanted to do something. I've, different I've seen or... pictures from like the latest season, and they actually use the yeah the third yeah. one. They got to use it. I, I don't know why that is. It just seemed weird making the. It, I mean, you, it's conceptually the same thing, but not having the killer dressed up as ghost face just felt. <laughs> yeah, strange. Yeah, it it, well, if you're gonna title it takes your, a bit to get used to. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to title your your TV show Scream. You would think they would have the rights locked down. You, I mean, yeah, you assume. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, how did they have, obviously have the rights to the name, but not the mask. Like, yeah, interesting. I don't yeah. know, weird, but yeah. Uh, in any case, pretty good. Yeah. First and second season are solid. I would recommend them if Ooh. you like horror. Well, the no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not definitely not for you. No. Um, movie babies or any more trivia? Let's do it. Hasta la vista, baby.
Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. This movie is Scream. Yep. <laughs> but instead of feeling clever, it felt exactly like I felt watching the Saw movies, where the story doesn't matter. There is a story there, but it doesn't matter because it's just about getting from murder to murder because the murders are the interesting part. Mm, How yeah. they're being killed and all the you know one-liners that come out and, and the, the situation they find themselves in. That's what's that's what Scream Two has put all of its effort into the actual murders, and it's a shame because it, it does have an interesting story. Yeah, going on, but yeah, it just felt like a cop out, like all the Saw movies. So Saw and no, I like the first Saw. No, but babies, right? But, uh, and Scream. It, oh, l- it literally like is Scream, but feels ah, like Saw instead okay. in, in, instead of feeling clever. Okay. Yeah. I have Zombieland again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and now I've blanked. Ju- <laughs> yeah, it's just Something if, if you knives. like Zombieland, you'll love Scream too. <laughs> I don't mind Zombieland, but I don't know. Just Randy's character went full hardcore into like the movie plot exposition mode in this one. Yeah, he had, he had like one or two scenes in Scream One. Like, remember, I love Randy, second favorite character in the fr- in the fr- in the um, yeah. franchise, but he went like real heavy into this one. Yep, and well, I mean he pretty much frames the entire movie because of you know that movie nerd thing and it being like you know. This is what sequels do. This is what's happening to us. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely um, yeah the the framework for the movie until he kind of gets uh, unrightfully butchered <laughs> in the street yep. like a dog for no reason. <laughs> the thing that doesn't work for that for having the the justification of having that Randy character in there is that the killers aren't motive. They're not movie buffs. Yeah, right? at least it doesn't come off that way. So. Him saying that this is just like the movies and these are the rules for the for the movies and then the movie plays out like that, I know that's the meta-level satire of the whole genre, but in the movie, there's no payoff because the killers aren't movie buffs. They're not motivated in any way by any horror horror franchise or any particular character. Well, um, what's the... I'm blanking on his name now, the, the male killer. Billy? The character's name. No, oh, in, in this, this one. one? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember his name either. But he does say, Tim Oliphant, yeah. yeah. I'll look him up Tim, now. Tim Oliphantastic. Um, oh, he is good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He is good. Yeah. yeah so there, like at the end of the, towards the end, he does say like in like the trial there, like he'll kind of blame the movies, yeah. I guess. So that's kind of like the closest thing right, that there okay. is to linking them in, I suppose. So, and like he, as well, he's kind of like fairly present in the scene at the start of the movie where they're in film class as well. So I feel like he is in a sense, but obviously not to the extent that like Billy and Stu were in the first movie. Okay, I'll pay that. There is more of an effort, yeah. but it still doesn't feel like there's a payoff. No, that's fair. Um, my movie baby was literally just if Scream had uh, artificially <laughs> inseminated itself because it's it's the same movie. Screamception. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm looking up Oliphant's character and I got lost because my dog barked. Mickey? Bruce. What was, no, his name's Mickey. <laughs> what was his relation again? So it was Billy Loomis's mum, and what the fuck was his point again? He was just—he he was like she found him on like a. I think she li- literally refers to it as a psycho message board. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> so like, okay, yep. So he, he's just a, a weirdo. Good date, a serial killer. Yep. Yeah. Move on to tweets then. Let's Craigslist. And today I'm going to read it to you. Is it got any sports in it? Are you kidding? 
fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Okay, everyone, that was great. Now, if you could just move to the seat to your left, read your new character sheets, and go. <laughs> Hashtag rehash, no bacon. Because it feels no the same. No bacon? Well, hash without bacon does not feel right. Well, just hashish. like this film, it doesn't feel right. Hashish without bacon just makes a lot of sense. And there are fewer cops in it. Sydney does a lot of her own investigating and fighting off. Well, because the cops are very bad. No, they're not very bad. It's just that the killers were very elusive. Mm. Aloof, even. Yeah. yeah, they were young men. They can run quite quickly and jump over things. Have you not watched Young Men? Billy Loomis's mum was not a young man. <laughs> no, she wasn't. But the boys in the original one were where the cops were. Now the cops aren't involved as much. Dewey is a cop. Yeah, he is a cop, but he's not a cop. You're he- right. He's more like the cop. <laughs> <laughs> he's the perfect <laughs> police officer. In In Ready to Rumble, that movie that led to David Arquette becoming the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Oh not, to, he not to rehash. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he training to become a police officer in that film? I think so. His sister yeah, and his dad and like were cops, gets, I think. I'm pretty sure he gets like bullied at the police academy for being a grown man who likes wrestling. Yeah, how weird. I know, right? Actually, police academy is on Netflix. Ooh, damn. I know what I'm doing tonight. You should have watched all those. <laughs> um, we still can, Seb. We don't <laughs> need time. to finish Scream. No, no, we do. We, we're, we're in it for the long haul. And when Scream 5 eventually comes out, we're there. We're locked in. Oh, what are we doing? Tweets. Tweets oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not enough David Arquette. Done. There never is. Every scene should be Dewey. Every scene. All the other characters should be asking, where's Dewey? <laughs> Um, I had a step-by-step guide on how to use every sequel trope there is and not be an inferior movie, in my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah that works. Well then. <laughs> Hashtag where's Dewey. Where's Dewey? <laughs> uh, good or bad first, guys? What are you feeling? We'll, we'll do the Again, I, you guys are going to be doing the majority of talking because I don't have much to say. Well, you didn't like this one as much. Surely you've got a bunch of bad. I We're didn't t- like it because it felt dumb. Yep. Right? It, f- it felt like... Like, the the first one makes you feel kind of clever because you're in on the joke. You mm-hmm. get it. And now it's just the same joke being explained to you why it's funny. And that makes me feel dumb. Okay. That's fair. Well, let's we'll go bad first because I want to raise my issue with the first kills before I forget. <laughs> because I will forget <laughs> in the time it takes me to press this button and wait for it to finish talking. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! I've fallen, and I can't get up! I can't believe you've done this. Okay, can somebody, for the sake of me doing this as elaborately as possible, (laughs) explain to me the patterns of the murders in this film? Why are they killing what people and when? Because they do give a reason. Do they? I didn't pick up on anything. But again, I wasn't really paying that much attention. It wasn't... Weren't they killing people... Who had the same names? Oh, that's what it started as. Yes, that, until Jamie gets killed because they Gail, got angry at Jamie. Gail noticed that that connection with the names up on the on the chalkboard there. She says, "Oh, uh, uh, Maureen, what's her name?" And Michael Stevens, yes. and the first guy was oh, Stephen yeah, something. Yeah. And okay, mm-hmm. so they're going after people with similar names, but it, even that didn't have a solid pattern. Like it Not wasn't all really. the same first names. No. It was kind of a, a mix of jumble. But they had a name in them, yeah. Yeah. So in number three, oh, I'm looking forth in, in I haven't seen it for years. But from memory, they're killing is it the cast members? The cast of the movie oh, yeah, in so the order they die. Right. It's in even the more script. 
even right. more meta next yeah. time for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my only thing, and this is, okay, this is not a huge issue. It is just, it's a bit of suspension of disbelief. It is what it is. But the fact that the first two kills in this film are meant to be representative of Drew Barrymore's kill and her boyfriend's kill. Okay. And they just happened to find in the same town another couple who also had the same name pattern as those guys. And I was like, that's it mighty convenient. It would have no, it would have well, taken like, a lot of work. You know, they've been at it for a year. Like, they've wait. had a year to prepare. I just felt like they were so convenient. Like they were actually a dating couple that had the same names. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, that scene in and of itself, you can't really try to <laughs> even figure out how it makes sense because you've just killed a random guy in a bathroom. How? I guess you can point that maybe they were in the theater watching them so they knew where she was sitting because yeah. that's the part that I didn't understand. So yeah. like you've just killed someone and you know exactly where you're yeah. going so that you can sit next to his girlfriend. <laughs> but I guess if everyone was wearing that costume in the theater, you can assume that they were following yeah. him, I guess. Yeah. But again, not explained. You kind of have to make your own head cannon on that one. Yeah. Although how lucky is it that she gets bored and wants some popcorn? Yeah, very <laughs> much, very convenient as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that movie theatre popcorn, it's addictive. It's Get it before is. the film. <laughs> oh. You can, but what if there's a line? Wait in line. And what if it's not fresh? What if it's just, you know, the stale popcorn, even in the cinema, is not It's not good. good. No. You want it to be fresh. Hot and, and fresh. Hot. Yeah. And butter. She orders it without butter. It's just insane. Absolutely. She deserves to die. Yeah, I do not Talking during a movie, she got everything she deserved. <laughs> she really did. Every every like theater attendee faux pas in the book, yep. she's hit it. I do, once again, I've seen Scary Movie more than I've seen this film. So the scene where Brenda gets killed in the thing and she's like taping the <laughs> movie and eating chicken wings <laughs> yeah. and screaming at patrons and stuff. Oh, good stuff. But again, as an, as, as an opening scene, it was actually kind of good. Yeah, I, I know we're in the bad, but it was a good scene. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, a good way to kind of set the tone for the movie, really. Yeah. I have to be unprofessional and take a call right now at this very moment, guys. So please continue on without me. Do. Yeah. If you guys feel like you want to move on to the good without me as well, do that green button there. Not I believe gonna, in you. Not going to happen, Seb. I believe we in you guys. You can just keep on talking about all the horrible things. <laughs> I talked about the, the score in the, in oh, the first yeah. one. How I didn't even notice. Can't say I did either. And that's probably a good sign of, of it being robust. Yeah. Is it just me, or did this have the soundtrack to Broken Arrow laced through? Maybe. Like all that dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, it does they, have a very similar kind of soundscape, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I... I, I don't know if it's that exactly, but it would be, have to be very close. I didn't research it, but I could. I can bet that it is exactly the same track. I, I would not be surprised. Yeah. It's good. The only... um. The only bad that I really had for this one, and like, it's one of those things where I know why it's there, but I just really don't like it, and it okay. took me out of the movie, is when they do that little reference to um, Top Gun, like the singing yes. scene. Like, I was, yeah. It's like, especially when I first saw the movie, I hadn't seen Top Gun, so like, I didn't know what they were doing, and I was just like, what? What is happening? Why is this occurring? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Is it doubling down on the potential that Derek? Is the I think Derek was originally going to be the killer. I believe so, yeah. So is this just a doubling down of, okay, a killer wouldn't go out of his way to do that, or would he? Or is it so ridiculous that, yeah. of course, he would go over the top to try and convince everyone that he really loves uh, Sydney? Yeah, I guess it could be. I'm, I think he was initially meant to be the killer. 
But then I guess at the same time, like maybe in that original script that like leaked and they had to like kind of change everything. But at the same time, like I feel like if that had to change, that's a good thing because then you're just, you're doing literally the same thing you did in the last movie. It would feel so cheap. Yeah, it really would. And like as much as like the killers in this movie might feel like it's a bit sort of ham-fisted or something like that. I think if it was Derek, it would be even worse. Yeah. But yeah, that, I don't know, that scene just, threw me off <laughs> and like I, I get it now because i'm older and like i've seen top gun and i can kind of see okay yeah look they're theater movie nerds like that might be something that they would do but on like my very first viewing i was just like what the fuck is this doing? like what are they doing you can get away with that when it's just a little thing in the background yeah that you don't that people who don't know won't notice and it doesn't affect the film you know a little poster mm. or, you know, a, a, a thing on top of a table or whatever it happens to be, a sound and that, okay, and, and people get the get the reference. But this one, it's a, you know, the movie stops to, to Yeah, to, to do be that. like, hey, look how, look how like, tell culturally, re- like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It doesn't, it's just really jarring. Especially, especially if you have no frame of reference for yeah. <laughs> what it actually is. Like, it just seems like this dude's mental. <laughs> but see, I would say that about, every single interaction in this film because you know you know the joke now that it could be anybody mm. they they're going to play by the rules but also bend them for no real reason because you can because we're commenting on the rules so of course we're going to bend them occasionally yeah that's fair so again there's no real clear direction where anything is going so everything feels contrived uh, yeah i can see that in the sense that it's only there as an excuse later on when it's all edited together. It can be used as a justification one way or, or, or the other. So it doesn't feel organic. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right there for sure. It's, um, it's one of the things with like these kind of movies where a lot of, like a lot of that just seems to occur. Like you'll have some movies where it'll all just kind of flow really nicely and then you'll have things like this, yeah. which if you've got context for it, like, oh yeah, okay, that's kind of funny, I guess. And then for other like for other people, it's just gonna completely throw the movie off. Yeah, and like there's no real way to get around it. Like it's just kind of there, and it's really out of context. <laughs> like, it's just yeah, I, that's probably the only really bad thing that I pulled up on the movie. Otherwise, I, I quite enjoy it as a as a sequel. Well, then let's move on to the good, shall we? Green button, right? I think that's what he said. All right, I hope so. Go ahead, make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! There were two times that I thought, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And that's uh, the movie theatre scene. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of having somebody be killed at a movie theatre playing a a horror film. A slasher film, yeah. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty creative. And and they they pulled it off really nicely. Of yeah. course, everybody's going to be confused and just in that spirit. Oh, okay, we're all role playing, and somebody's yeah. role playing being killed. And ha ha ha! Very funny. Yeah. And, oh, hold on a second. That seems a little bit too real. Yeah. It, it is a great scene. Yeah. I really like it. it's a great way to open the movie too. Like you said, I think the other one. Um, that's uh, the car crash scene. Like I think that's really really good. Yeah. I quite liked it because it's like um. It's really, again, it's just sort of like very Wes Craven in that it kind of shows like how well he can kind of like build uh, like, you know, tension and just sort of showcase that like sort of like really gripping kind of like tense sort of stuff that he's really good at. Yeah. And like that that scene's definitely a highlight of the movie for me, I think. 
And uh, the other one for me was um, just that quick fake out that Sydney does at the end. Oh, He's talk- yeah. talking to the reporter lady, and isn't Mickey supposed to be dead? Yeah, he just yeah. M- momentarily gets her attention out, and bam, yep. you're dead. That's, cool. that's it's brilliant. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, almost like a real night and day from her in the first movie, where like in this one, she's just like, yep, I'll kill you. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm so done with this. <laughs> she, she had a total Sarah Connor transformation. Yeah, absolutely. In the first one, she's kind of innocent and a little bit timid. Yeah. And by, by the second one, she's a badass and yeah, just... Really d- standing up for herself. Well, again... In a, in a sense. It, it feels kind of forced. It feels kind of fake. In a way, yeah. I can sort of see that. I think... Um, like, she's just tough now. Yeah. I guess yeah. a few years have passed and, like, she's probably had plenty of time to like reflect on the first movie and How kind of grow as a person. But I think you're, you're right though. It does feel a bit forced and it's in and of itself as well. How much time has passed between... I believe it's two years. So two years in the um, film canon? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of weird since it came out like a year after the original film. So they've kind of jumped forward, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's two years in the future right. or after the first one. Well, I guess, yeah, having to kill your boyfriend in self-defense might... Make probably probably makes you a stronger person. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one of the other things I quite liked about it is like as much as it is playing with those sort of sequel tropes and that sort of thing and, you know, doing a lot of the stuff that it makes fun of at the same time, I like that it doesn't really play it safe in how it kind of kills off like some of the most popular characters like okay. Randy. Like you don't, ex- like a sequel wouldn't really, he's probably one of the most popular characters in the entire franchise yeah. and he's only really in one and a half movies. But like killing him off in the second movie, um, it's a bit risky, but I think it's cool because it shows that at that point as well, it kind of raises the stakes for the rest of the movie. So it's kind of like, oh, if they're going to kill Randy, like who else might they kill yeah. in this movie? I mean, everybody's fair game because yeah. they're always about... Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they're, al- they're always about the primary victim, which yeah. is Sydney in this, in this case. The films are always going to be about her. Everybody else is fair game because they can be... You know, included, not included. I mean, her father isn't in this one at all. He's just excused yeah, as being point. away on business, and that's it. I don't know that he actually shows up again in the rest of the series. Right. So it's, it, it's definitely it, not in the third one, I don't think. Right. That's so I, I was that's just strange. saying, <laughs> the yeah. other characters don't matter. Yeah. So you can kill them off, and okay, it might be it might be a shame because it's an interesting character. But you're saying he comes back as a. Video he has like a brief in scene one. in the third one, yeah. So he's kind of back in the same capacity anyway. So, you know, he's killed off in this one, martyred, I guess, in a, yeah. in a sense. And then they do kind of the uh, the implied death with, like, Dewey as well. And I guess right. he, again, he'd be probably, you know, another one of the really popular characters <laughs> in the series. And it's like, yep, we're killing him off here as well. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing that takes me away when they, when they make a point of the fact that anybody can die... Except for Dewey. <laughs> no, no, I mean, anybody can die that isn't Sydney because mm-hmm. that's just what the film is about. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what they're, what they're saying, if, they, mm. if, if they're following the, the, the film rules, that she's the only important character in the whole thing. And at the same time, anybody can just survive for any reason because that's what these films do. The killer always comes back to life. <laughs> just that, that really... You know, uh, uh, over the top Timmy Ol- the Timothy Oliphant, uh, yeah, uh, Mickey yeah, yeah. Yeah. coming coming back, and it's just so stupid. Can I assume we're still on the bad? <laughs> no, no we have moved so on to good. Sorry, enough, it just, oh, okay. we transitioned into the good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just bubbles up inside me like a cauldron of hate. Yeah, so in the bad, I didn't get to mention it, but not enough Henley Winkler's ghost. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and in the good, I don't know. I had a fun time, guys. It was just it. It they're surprisingly light-hearted, given that this the whole motive behind every killer so far is soap opera bullshit. The films, yeah. even though they're having to play into that melodrama, are surprisingly they're cotton candy. Like they're they're nice, they're fun. They're not stupid. Oh, that's unfair, no, because it's not stupid stuff. It's it's smarter than what it should be, but it's not smart enough for me to call this intelligent right. either. Like there are dumber slasher films you could watch. Yeah. And I mean, you easily. can't really, I guess you could, but you can't really give it credit for being as smart as the original mm. or uh, it kind of sets you up for that as well. Cause like in the first 10 minutes of the, the movie, you've literally got characters saying sequels suck by definition, they're <laughs> inferior films setting you up for the next hour and a half of yep. your life to be like, yep, this sucks. It's inferior to the original. film. Hey. But it, like in, in my opinion, I don't feel that it's much more of an inferior film, but I, I see what you mean though. It definitely does set itself up to not be the same as, or mm. as good as the original film. I'm stuck thinking about <laughs> it. Chapter two, mm. the amount of times that um, James McAvoy's character, who's effectively Stephen King in that film, yeah, you're a great author, but your endings always suck. Your endings always <laughs> suck. Blah, blah, blah. Your endings suck. And the yeah. whole thing of, you know, you think back to the miniseries. Yeah, the ending did suck for It um, with um, Spider. Yeah. And then they, you know, even though they're saying, yeah, the endings suck, blah, blah, blah. You, you're kind of set up as an audience to think maybe this ending won't suck. And then you know mm. what? It kind of sucks. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. I guess like mm. they're trying to tell you that, you know, this movie is going to be bad. And it subverts that by being a pretty decent movie. You know, this is like, yeah. Challenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll get into it when it comes to verdicts, but so far this has not pushed me into a failing grade. Like it's still, I'm still happy, but we'll see how next week goes. Did you guys get everything off your chest? Can we move to the verdicts or is there more to go? I think we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! Where the first one is entertaining and surprising, this one is predictable, stale, and contrived. Uh, all the reasons that that went towards me liking the first one are now the reasons you know, towards me not enjoying this one. Because it essentially is the same thing all over again, just, you know, ramped up a little bit. Yeah, you know, that's they added They added 15% to everything across the board, just hypercharged it. Everybody was a little bit louder, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, a little bit, a, l a little bit more of everything. Yeah. And it wasn't the right mix anymore. The ratios were out. That's a fair criticism. It, it's also part of why I really enjoy the movie because it really, it's just like a horror movie sequel. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. Like I said, it ramps everything it's honest. up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like at the same time, like it's certainly not as memorable as the first movie. Absolutely not. But I think um, as a sequel that kind of follows on the same kind of, same kind of energy, same sort of, you know, ha ha in joke sort of thing. I think it's a, a perfectly serviceable sequel. Okay. Definitely, the I would say the best of the sequels, which okay. probably probably isn't something you want to hear when we've got two weeks left of this. But it is <laughs> oh, what it is. I'm not expecting <laughs> gold. <laughs> it's tough for me. I mean, what you said, I saw Scream Four in the cinemas. My wife took me along to it because she's a big me fan. Me too, actually. Yeah. Your, my but wife also took you along to that one. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> yep, okay. um, and I remember enjoying that 
But I tend to, you'll probably notice it, for most times that we go to the cinemas, I end up mostly coming back with Virgo Mans. I think I just like the cinema. But I mean, there's some films, if they're bad, like they don't get a yeah. passing grade for me. But my memory was I enjoyed four more than I enjoyed two. But go, going okay. from two now, looking back, I'm like, no, this film is a lot more consistent from what I remember four being. Right. But I think it's difficult when obviously visually films are so important how they look, obviously. And four looks so polished compared to what yeah. we get in three and two and one that it's hard to think of it as a bad film because it, when you think of it and everything you look at, it's like, oh, it's fucking great. I'm concerned going forward. <laughs> but, um, but I well, enjoyed I, this one. I remember really liking four and I think I haven't seen it in a few years, probably since maybe a year or two after it came out. So I'm interested to watch it again now and see if mm. it does hold up because I, I remember really liking it. And there were a lot of moments I remember from that film. So I, I think if anything, it's going to have a lot of like really fun scenes here and there because mm. I can't think of any scenes from number three, for example, top of my head. I mean, if I, if I took some time to think, I maybe would come up with one, but I can't think of anything that's like iconic, but Jay I, and I Silent could, Bob being there for some reason. Jay and Silent Bob being there. <laughs> which which uh, I'll, I'll save that for next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and I, I think of four and I, I can, you know, one of the cops being murdered was a very funny scene. Yeah. Um, the, the reveal of the villain at the end was really funny. I, or I, there's okay. a lot of stuff in there that I just remember. Whereas this, you know, I'm off track. This film's fine. It's a it's a C minus. Like for me, it's it's a passing grade. It's fine. It's not particularly memorable, but yeah. And they kill Randy, so I'm angry. Mm. I really liked Randy. He's fun. He was annoying. No, he's good. <laughs> he's good value. Alrighty, I see um, a lot of myself in Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was he was lovable in the first one. In this one, Not he's so much just one, annoying. He, yeah, no, he's just annoying. No, is that just like no, the fact of him being who he is and now having more exposure to it in a second movie, or no, is no, it no. something that's different about him that you don't like? Because again, it's the whole in joke meta level where satirizing uh, horror movies. I couldn't help but think along the way of him again going through all the possible reasons why he's not a suspect or why anybody else could be. It's also setting up that oh, maybe he's the killer. In the end, mm. you know, maybe he got sick of being the being the nerdy guy, and now he was, you know, he had all these rules at his disposal, and now he's just, you know, to the letter of the law of of the horror movie law, he's he's executing anybody who breaks the rules or you know falls into his traps. Mm. Um, and I know that's not the way the movie went, but it felt like that's what it could have been building up to, right? And so that did you just pitch Randy being the killer? <laughs> I'm I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Like l- literally, well, if they, you're, they, if you're they have not, that scene with him and Dewey where they're both like, "Well, yeah, I'm not a suspect." That's right. He's like, "Well, if I'm a suspect, you're a suspect." That whole thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. And it feels like that could be used as, "Oh yeah, that was just to throw you off the scent." I mean, they didn't tell the cast who the killer was until the end of shooting. So, as long as you can edit it together, it could have been anybody mm, for true. any for any reason. And that's not a mystery. That's not fun. Yeah. You you know? pref- I prefer like the old Agatha Christie movies, like more novels, but you know, the movies of them, where there are little bits of clues here and there that if you are a switched yes. on member of the audience, yeah. you can work it out. I don't have, to, I don't want it spoon fed to me, but I want to have a fighting chance when it comes to mysteries. And there's none of that here. Yeah, I do. I see, yeah, but if you enjoy it as like a elevated, I use the term lightly, an elevated slasher, I think it does work. But if you do it as a murder mystery, I do, I do think the wheels kind of come. Oh, off. it's not a yeah. murder mystery. That's absolutely yeah. not. All right, socials? Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Do you want to have a go at the uh, the Facebook there, Jordan? 
Search second take. No, damn it. <laughs> It'll come up. <laughs> no, why does this happen to us? Um, it's, it's that slot. It is. It's, it's so easy though. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Our entire catalog is at secondtakepodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show, uh, we have patreon.com slash secondtake. And as we were saying last week, if you're an independent filmmaker or know independent filmmakers that have films that they've got coming out or have come out, um, that they would like a bit of a spotlight put on. We do have a call Seb call any Seb. time of the day, especially after dark. Oh Zero four. <laughs> <laughs> um, jump onto the website, um, and there is a independent film submission page on there. Jump in, pop down some of your details, and it will come through to us. And we'll see if we can um, do a bit of extra coverage throughout the year. Most likely, in one of the variety hour episodes. Um, but just to hey, it's content for us, and it gives us you know a good chance to put forth some films that people might not get a chance to see otherwise. So do it. And people have literally free advertisement. Yeah. Don't be an idiot about this. I'm going to show you a movie, but don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we've, we've had some really fun ones that we've found too. Yeah. So it's, I, it's not about shitting on movies. It's about seeing what, what people can do. Yeah, exactly. And don't get us wrong. We, when we make a film one day, we'll be talking about that <laughs> with rose tinted glasses. <laughs> Did somebody resurrect the corpse of Martin Scorsese? He's not dead. <laughs> Just dead to me. After yeah. what oh. he had to say about Marvel movies. <laughs> Old man yells at cloud. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll be back next week with Scream 3, but we'll see you on Wednesday for the Variety Hour. Mm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 